This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 26th of October. In your Sport Today, Ben Stokes is in for the Ashes. Unvaccinated players could play at the Australian Open. Max Verstappen wins in Austin and trading away a piece of history. This is your Sport Today. We were going to start today's show with tennis and we'll get to that in just a minute. But late last night, England's men's cricket team got a massive boost for the Ashes. All-rounder Ben Stokes is in and he says he's ready for Australia. Yes, and I know our English friends were very happy when this news came through. And dare I say, a little bit confident as well, Fez. (laughs) So when England's initial Ashes squad was named, Stokes wasn't in it. And that's because he's recovering from a finger operation and he was taking time out of the game as well. And that was to focus on his mental well-being. But in a statement last night, he was cleared by England's Medicos to play and he said that he's good to go for the Ashes. Now, this is big for England. That's because he's not only their best player, but perhaps the best player in the world when he's fully fit. He hasn't actually played since July when he stepped away from cricket to look after his mental health, and he's not with England's T20 World Cup squad at the moment, so his focus is solely on winning back the Ashes for England. Big news, Gabs. England haven't won a test match in Australia for 10 years, so his inclusion is huge for them. He's set to arrive next month with the Ashes starting on December 8 in Brisbane. To tennis now, and the big talking point in the tennis world is the same as the rest of the world, vaccination. So far, the discussion has mainly been about which players are jabbed or not jabbed and what that means if they want to come to the Australian Open next year. Well, yesterday, some top secret details were leaked and Gabs, it looks like it'll be pretty normal if you're a vaccinated player. That's as normal as life can be these days, I guess, Fez. So yesterday, the Women's Tennis Association, they sent a confidential email to the elite women's players about what they can expect at the Australian Open next year. A screenshot of that email was then tweeted by a tennis journo, and it said that vaccinated players just need to have a negative test three days before they leave, and then one when they arrive, and they won't need to quarantine or be in a bubble. Unvaccinated players won't have it quite so easy. They'll have to quarantine for 14 days and get regularly tested. It is understood it's going to be the same conditions for men's players at the tournament. So that's important because a lot of players said they wouldn't come to the Australian Open if they had to quarantine again like they did this year. But Victoria's Sports Minister Martin Peculia put the brakes on those plans because unvaccinated visitors might not even be allowed in the country. Yeah, that's right. And the email to the players did say that conditions could change. So what Pakula said was that it's up to the federal government to decide whether unvaccinated visitors can enter the country. He said that there are going to be basically two scenarios. One is that unvaccinated players will be allowed to enter, but will have to quarantine, or they won't be allowed in at all. Pakula said that he's been talking with Australian Open boss Craig Tiley and Tiley said that nearly 80% of the players have been vaccinated at this stage. But we still don't know if men's number one Novak Djokovic is vaccinated so we might not get to see him out here this summer. No, Gabs. And if Djokovic doesn't come out, there'll be a new men's champion because he's won the last three titles at Melbourne Park. Peculia said a decision on whether unvaccinated players will be allowed into the country will be settled in a few weeks. So we'll let you know then. 
Moving to rugby league now where the NRL is reportedly investigating Roosters captain James Tedesco after an alleged racial slur that he made in Sydney's eastern suburbs last week. Yeah, Fez, so what's being alleged at this stage is that Tedesco was out with a group of mates in Bondi where he said the words squid game to a woman of Vietnamese descent. Now, for those without Netflix, Squid Game is a Korean show that recently came out and it is now the most watched Netflix show of all time. The story came out because of an Instagram post by the alleged victim's sister and it said that Tedesco's actions were disgusting and then it explained how her dad had been the victim of racism when he moved to Australia from Vietnam. There are reports that a complaint has been made to the NRL and that the Integrity Unit is now investigating. Fez, the Roosters say that they've already looked into it and that it was simply a case of miscommunication. Yeah, they categorically denied that anything sinister had happened and that Tedesco and his friends just happened to be talking about the show when the alleged victim walked past. Uh, we'll know more about this when the Integrity Unit finishes their investigation. Heading overseas now, and our F1 fans here in Australia got to watch the Austin F1 Grand Prix at a reasonable hour over breakfast yesterday. They watched Max Verstappen win and Gabs. It was a big win on many levels. Yeah, and one of those levels would be NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal, who presented Verstappen with his trophy. And Fez, they say everything is bigger in Texas. I don't think anything gets bigger than the big Shaq. Yeah. Verstappen, he led from start to finish to beat his close rival, Lewis Hamilton, by about a second. And that was just as he his tyres were starting to lose their grip. Now, this win means that Verstappen extends his lead in the F1 Drivers' Championship to nine points with just five races left. In third was Red Bull's other driver, Sergio Perez, and spare a thought for him, he was battling a stomach bug and a problem with his water bottle tube meant he had no water from lap one of the race. It's no wonder he called it one of the toughest races of his career. And to think F1 drivers lose up to four kilograms of body fluid during a race as well. Um, the good news for Perez is that the next race is on his home track in Mexico on November the 8th. Uh, today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Who won the last Mexican Grand Prix? Got a clue for us, Gabs? Uh, yes, there is a musical currently playing in Sydney about this guy. Yes, that's not the Lion King. There's my hint <laughs> for you as well. Uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. One of the highest annual awards an Australian sportsperson can win is the Don Award. That's named after Sir Donald Bradman for the athlete who has most inspired the nation that year. Well, now there's the Dawn Award named after Dawn Frazier, and she says everyone will be surprised who the inaugural winner is. Well, I'm not going to lie. My interest has been piqued, so she's done a very good job in selling this, Fez. <laughs> so the Don and the Dawn Awards, they're now going to be presented at the Sport Australia Hall of Fame night each year, and that's going to be a TV event in 2021 because of the pandemic. The official criteria for the Dawn Award is a courageous groundbreaker who has demonstrated achievement against the odds and challenged the status quo, and that pretty much sums up Fraser, who's one of Australia's greatest swimmers, a larrikin, and someone who didn't mind bending the odd rule now and then. The winner can be an individual, a team or an organisation and it can be from the past or the present. So Fez, it really could be anyone. Uh, Gabs, I wouldn't get your hopes up this, <laughs> this time. Uh, we'll find out who the winner is on December 2 when it's aired on Channel 7. Yesterday morning in the US, an American football fan traded away a piece of sports memorabilia that might be worth more than half a million dollars. 
There have been some good trades and bad trades in sport, Fez. <laughs> Not sure where this one sits yet. So the piece of memorabilia was the football thrown by Tampa Bay Buccaneers and NFL champion quarterback Tom Brady, and that was for his 600th regular season touchdown. Now, no quarterback has ever done that, so Brady really wanted to keep the ball. Only problem for him was the guy he threw it to, Mike Evans, gave the ball to a fan named Byron Kennedy in the front row who was wearing his jersey. So a few moments later, a Tampa Bay staff member was then seen chatting with Kennedy who gave up the ball and Brady said that Kennedy will get a helmet, a few signed jerseys and a thousand bucks to spend at the merchandise store. But Fez, a sports memorabilia auctioneer said that the ball would be worth at least half a million US dollars if it was put up for sale. Yeah, the reason Kennedy gave up the ball was because he said he knew how much it meant to Brady, so he was willing to trade. There's a link in the episode notes to the full story of that one, Gabs. Um, I thought the trade news we'd be talking about today was Ben Simmons, but uh, this one's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, I would have done that one, Fez, but chuck in some nachos and a couple of hot dogs <laughs> and we're good to go. All right, time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye. What's coming up? Gabs, what do you got? Well, the Matildas, they're back in action tonight, Fez. They're going to take on Brazil, and remember they beat them 3-1 on Saturday. The game's going to be at Combank Stadium in Sydney again, and coverage begins at 7.30pm on 10 Bold. Nice one. I'll be tuning in, Gabs. Uh, for me, we're doing another survey. There's a link in the episode notes. It only takes about three minutes. We just want to know a little bit more about what you like about sport today and how you listen to it. Uh, the best part for you is that there's a $100 Dan Murphy's gift card up for grabs just by filling it out. So hit the link and let us know. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate, who won the last F1 Mexican Grand Prix. Gabs, have you seen this musical? I saw it in New York. All right, that would be Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, he won the last Mexican Grand Prix in 2019. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for tuning in. Fill out the survey and we'll catch you tomorrow.